Gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. And I am the other one of your hosts, Honey Bee. Hello, you beautiful motherfuckers. <laughs> Honey Bee, a couple of weeks ago now, we went to Kaiju Go in Fort Worth. Yeah, it was amazing. Cowtown at the Isis. Yes. Kaiju so go. Talk a little bit about that. Let the folks know what they missed. It was pretty crowded. Unless they were Jay there. It sold. Yeah. yeah. I think Jason is sold out. <laughs> yeah, was I, there cool. was a lot of people there. So this Those guys was deserve a, it so much. They called it a Kaiju film festival and toy show and art show. Mm-hmm. So... There was a double feature of Mothra versus Godzilla and Godzilla versus Megalon. <laughs> it, so was that this restored theater? In the most Texan fucking corner <laughs> I've ever been to in my life, I uh, honeybee could was not handle it. Her stomach just <laughs> walking around all the <laughs> denim and boots. God, so overwhelming so, for her. So Texan, but it was. It was this very nice old theater that's been restored, and there's a upstairs area with a bar where they had some tables with vendors and artists who were also vendors, I guess. So Jay Key and Chaz Foreman, a couple buddies who put this thing together, and Jay has a little shop called Toko Toku Toy Town. Where he sells mostly Safubi, which is soft vinyl figures. Uh, it's a Japanese thing. They're very expensive. I don't know. I guess they must be cheaper in Japan, but he's got to import them. There's no way you get them here directly. Anyway, they put this thing together. It was the two movies. It was some... Uh, of course, Jay had his own stuff there, but there was a couple other toy vendors there. Chasbro Toys, I believe his partner Chaz, uh, makes toys himself. Toy Matrix. Um, they have a podcast called Monster uh, YHS on Monster Island. YHS means yes, have some. And there was a couple of Yay! artists there: Bob Eggleton and John Yakeba, and a couple of other people. We bought a few T-shirts, but there was plenty of people buying toys and stuff. John Yakeba sold out of his comic books. He's Hell, done the yeah, he did. cover art for a uh, Godzilla comic, and he was autographing the. It's just been, it's like a four issue thing that's just been collected into a trade paperback, and he was signing that and doing Godzilla sketches. He said he'd never done so many Godzilla sketches in one day. So it was a big hit, and uh, they at this point they intend to do it again next year. Yeah, baby. It was, I would say it was a huge success, at least from our end, yes. like just seeing yeah. it 
The YHS guys are just the most genuine, nice guys that we have, like, I feel like that we've ever met. They're just so nice. And they're just so, like, even Jay was wearing a hat that said something like, kindness or spread kindness or like spread positivity or something like those guys are just they're so nice they're so happy so genuine they their love for the genre and the art just like exudes from them and i just love those guys so much i am so happy to be a part of the first kaiju go for like us to go and just do interviews and see people and then it was just so amazing to watch the movies with so many people and just to cheer and to boo and to yeah, every just time all a of the things with screen, the fans. Everybody <laughs> would go so nuts fun. when the monsters came on screen. It was great. It was so fun. They gave us the VIP treatment, let us come in early. And so we got some interviews and uh, fortunately, we were able to do those ahead of time so we could just sit back and enjoy the movies once they started. Yeah, Bob Eccleton's wife, awesome. Marianne Plumridge, was there, too, and I got a print of a painting she did of Robbie the Robot, who Ayo. was acting as a bird feeder. She's done this Birds and Bots line of of uh, paintings. So he's like so cool. up a bird feeder, and the birds are hanging out on Robbie the Robot. It's beautiful. So there you go, folks. It, it was great. We will keep you up to date on any future developments on Kaiju Go. And in November, we are sponsoring another similar thing in Dallas. This one was in Fort Worth. The new thing will be in Dallas called the DamCon, which stands for Destroy All Monsters. We are official sponsors Woo-hoo. of that one. So excited. We were unofficial supporters of this one. <laughs> official sponsors of the next one uh and that guy was there too the guy who's running that was there selling toys yeah if if you're listening that guy so sorry because he came <laughs> up to me and just started asking me things and i had no idea <laughs> i just had no idea was well so you had your shirt on yeah that's uh yeah. the black market he, he uh alex runs the black market and you had your Monster Movie Funtime Go t-shirt on so he knew who you were yeah. <laughs> or, get, or yes. assumed who you were yeah and started asking you questions and you were like uh, I don't know talk to the boss <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that <laughs> um I'm not the man with the plan I'm not the brains of this operation <laughs> you're the beauty <laughs> it was beauty uh, who killed the beast and half the talent <laughs> So, anyway, on to today's film, which is a real piece of crap. Gargantua from 1998. It was a gargantuan piece of crap. A gargantuous turd. (laughs) It's Well, it was made for TV movies, so that should give you a clue right there. Okay, but I will say um, that, because you can find this on YouTube, and I read all the comments, and all of the people who commented... (laughs) I really felt for them, and I just really loved reading the comments because it was all people who were like, oh, man, I grew up with this, or oh, man, like I remember watching this as a kid, and I'm so glad I got to watch it again. And 
if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you know that this has been my experience <laughs> because we're in the late 90s, which is when I was a kid. And all of these movies that we've been watching just give me all of the nostalgia feels. And so I did really enjoy being able to see other people's enjoyment of this movie. It did make me feel a little bit better <laughs> about how shitty the movie was because at least there are people out there who, you know, really had the feels for this movie. Wow. It is by uh, directed by Bradford May, written by Ronald Parker. Eighty six minutes in color in English. The budget was eight million dollars. There's no box office because it was a TV movie. So seems a little box steep. office. The box office was whatever advertising money they got from it, and there was also a novelization of this published what? by Tor Books. Yep. Novelized by K. Robert Andresse, a pseudonym for Keith R.I. De Candido, who writes science fiction and comic books and stuff, it looks like. And a musician. Science fiction fantasy oh. writer and musician. Well. Who's written for Star Trek and Buffy and Doctor Who and Supernatural and Andromeda and Farscape and a couple other things. So yeah, Fuck he was yeah. just a hired gun. Just a hired gun to you know what? Now I want to go on eBay though and find find this novelization. Ugh. Well you have a good time with that. This movie premiered on television the same night that Godzilla nineteen ninety eight had its theatrical release. Ouch. So I don't know who was staying home to watch this instead. Oh no. The cast is Adam Baldwin as Dr. Jack Elway. Adam is not directly related to the other Baldwin brothers. Is he indirectly so, related? Supposedly they are distantly related. Um, oh. But I think probably fairly distantly, because I've never heard anything about them being related at all, but I just read something recently that claimed they were distant relatives, which, I mean, you know, that's not unreasonable. But he is definitely not <laughs> brothers. He's not part. He's, you know, Alec and Stephen and Billy, and mm-hmm. um, I feel like I'm leaving one out. Whoever anyway, the other not, one is, <laughs> he's he's not a brother of that group. Uh, he is best well, known damn. for playing Jane on Firefly. Julie Carmen plays Doctor Allison Hart. She was in a movie we discussed on one of our Halloween episodes. She's in Fright Night 2 as the vampire. Hey-o. And got nominated for an Alma Award for her performance in this movie. Wow. That is the American Latino Media Arts Award, which tells me that there are not enough people who are even eligible for this award in 1998 if she got nominated. Not not that she was bad, but it was just a nothing it was a nothing part, a nothing performance. She was perfectly yeah, adequate, she, but it's not, not something that she stands was out. In it, <laughs> but if you're combing through all the TV movies, it was performance in a made-for-television movie or miniseries in a crossover role. So, they must have been like, oh, "Where are the Latinos in this category?" Oh, there's one. Okay. <laughs> so, but she was nominated. She didn't win. Oh. <laughs> um, Emily Hirsch as Brandon Elway. That's the kid. I'm sorry, Emil. Emil Hirsch as Brandon Elway. 
Bobby Hosea as Colonel Wayne, Doug Penty as Paul Bateman, Peter Adams as Ralph Hale, Alexander Peterson as Derek Lawson, Monroe Reamers as Presidente Manny Moki, Darren Selby as Kiko, Tony Biggs as Police Officer, and Don Beatty, Beatty as TJ. Let's see if Brandon was in anything else. Ooh, he Brandon was, looks oh, kind of familiar in, to me. He was in, in 2007, he was the lead in Into the Wild. Aww. And he was in The Girl Next Door and Speed Racer, Lords of Dogtown, Alpha Dog, Lone Survivor. Okay. A couple, couple, of, couple of other things. So he's still working. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just a couple years ago, so... He recovered from being in this movie. Did not scar him for life. <laughs> well, to be fair, he is our Ponchito, so you know yeah. he he was still fairly young. He was he was he still had a lot of life and a lot of acting to live and yeah. do. But yeah, well, and Adam Baldwin, you know, he recovered. He was in. He's been in other things. So. Uh, this movie. Okay. This is a ripoff of Gorgo. <laughs> yeah, for sure. With an extra adult thrown in. Well, two, two children and two adults. Uh, so folks, if you recall, Gorgo was back in like 1961. I think they capture a monster and it turns out just to be the child and the parent shows up and tears shit up. Same thing happens in this movie, but... With two children and two adults. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the plot from Wikipedia, and it's a short okay, one. Wikipedia. On the island of Malau, which apparently just means island, because I tried to look it up, see if it was a real place, and all I got was a reference to a little group of islands that just means the four islands. Uh, marine biologist Jack Elway studies the effect of seismic activity on the area's marine life. A string of mysterious drownings soon turns their research project into a beachfront disaster. As Jack learns that a nearby underwater trench is home to a family of giant amphibians that mutated after prolonged exposure to buried pesticides. As Jack and local Dr. Allison Hart explore the surrounding ocean for the creatures, the military comes and tries to investigate. So the... What, how did the kid I get roll. The kid got hurt doing something dumb because he was a dummy. Oh, he picked up a rusty knife in the water on the it beach. Was, well, so so these two girls had like drowned the day before. They got like, or the night before, they got like sucked in by something, and the, it's a pocket knife, yeah. like an old, like a yes, nasty pocket knife, like an so like he, a Swiss Army knife beach, type situation. Picks picks it up. Picks it up, his dad's like, hey, don't put that down. He immediately cuts himself with it. <laughs> so they take him to the local doctor where a romance completely fails to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to the tepid romance. They have one scene partway through where he's talking about his dead wife. Yeah, but it's and so awkward because it feels like most. that scene is, it feels like it's about to be romantic and she's like, come on, talk to me. And he's like, my dead wife. And it's like, well, there you go. You just fucking ruined that, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, the thing I miss the most 
is having somebody <laughs> to come home to and talk to at the end of the day and she's like yeah I, yeah i understand I, and seems willing to <laughs> fill that function but doesn't go anywhere she serves no purpose in the movie whatsoever because she bandages the kid's hand up but you know she doesn't give us any important insight into the creatures uh, there's one point where she says, I'll go find your son while you deal with your shit. And then she can't find him. So she she just doesn't do anything important. I think it's just somebody said, well, there's got to be a pretty lady in here. And well, then there's another part. Interest. There's another part where she basically tells the dad like that he can't like the son is like, I have to go with you. And he's like, no, you can't. And then he's like please don't leave me alone and then he's like okay sure you can and she's like gasp it's too dangerous you can't take your son it's too dangerous and i'm like bitch get out of here like it's his dad he'll decide what he wants like what are you doing like shut your mouth none of your business right, right now but, lady and he well he also doesn't end up staying behind with her to get again to give her any kind of purpose she she was just a nice lady doctor doing lady doctor shit but yeah never went yeah. anywhere really yeah uh, so let's see. Jack's son Brandon discovers and befriends a baby creature that he is able to leave the ocean and uh, that is able to leave the ocean and walk on land. It's a sea puppy. <laughs> it's very green and very slimy looking. And Godzuki so cute. Vibes going on. Yes, it's so. I, cute. I thought you might like it. I did. I really did. It's just adorable. And it eats cheese puffs. Yes. <laughs> he couldn't get it to eat any seaweed or anything, but it ate cheese puffs. At one point, whenever Brandon's like describing him, he's like, he's like this big and he eats cheese balls. And it just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> the parent creature tries to find the baby and go on a rampage. No, first the the other one shows up. The nine, They kept calling it the nine footer. The, the nine teenager, foot long, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Its older brother or something shows up, tears shit up at the beach a little bit, and uh, I think they just run it off. Oh no, they capture it. They capture it. They catch it. Yeah, they catch it and put it. They in a capture cage. the small one, and put it in a, put it in a little cage off the dock, and then the parent, the mother, comes looking for it. But first, a couple of reporters in the middle of the night are going to try to come and take pictures. There's also this uh, Australian guy who keeps yeah, wanting to the, steal the monsters and make he's money. He's kind of our, like, Carl Denham character. Yeah, they don't mention you know, him at keeps... all in this plot summary. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he keeps wanting to make... Well, first he doesn't want the beaches shut down because he thinks he's in yeah. Jaws. And then he yeah. wants to make money... And he, at one point, he's like, uh, "This, these outsiders should mind their own business. This is our island. And the pre, El Presidente says, I think your island is New Zealand or Australia. I forget which one. But he basically tells him, this is not your island, Whitey. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that guy's name is Derek, by the way, the douchey denim guy. Yeah, Derek Lawson. So uh, he, yeah, I can't remember now. I think it was New Zealand. Yeah, it was. So, which I think this was filmed in the general vicinity of Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. It was filmed in Australia. 
Oh, apparently, Dr. Ralph Hale, Peter Adams, is from New Zealand. Oh. I was trying to see if... He was an older actor. I thought he might have been in some stuff, which he has, but it's all TV stuff in New Zealand. Mm. So the mother comes to get the teenager. The general population is not aware of the baby yet. He, uh, Brandon tries to tell Dad, and Dad's like, Not now! <laughs> really, <laughs> really hard. And then something he says at some point makes him think they'll they'll try to kill it so immediately. True. So, he well, it's it. not something that he says, but it's something. It's because they catch the other one, and then he like asks, yeah. like, "So, what would you do if there was more of them? There's not. <laughs> I'm just asking because yeah, ask I'm curious." So the um, second, the third creature attacks at night. And is a mixture of practical effects and CGI. Mm. And the army just opens up on it, and one guy, what, shoots like a bazooka Uh. or a rocket launcher right at it. And then later, he's horrified by what he's done. He's like, it looked right at me. It knows. (laughs) It it knew I was the one that was killing it. And the other guy's just like, Uh. man, man, just brush it off, dude. (laughs) Shake it off. So they, they kill that one. And New Zealand guy still wants to steal the other one. And at some point, they figure out there's a second parent that's coming. Mm. I mean, it could just be, you know, that's how animals tend to work. (laughs) (laughs) Tend to be two parents. I can't remember what makes them think it might be coming, but they get the idea to try to use various sound waves to lure it they're going to use one sound to lure the creatures and another sound to keep it from getting too close. And they're yeah, going to lure it back this, Before this, the... though, Derek uh, tries to steal the nine-footer and accidentally releases it, and one of his friends gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And then we have another random doctor scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he also has a talk with the boy, and somehow it finds out that he has another one, and he's like wants to um he convinces the kid he's going to take it somewhere where it'll, it will be safe or we think he convinces the kid but later we find out that the kid is smarter than we thought yeah, yeah and he yeah. knows that he's just he knows that guy's pulling him yeah so they're gonna try to get these creatures to follow them is the little one just on the boat with them what do they do with the little yeah one? yeah they, they bring him on the boat yeah, and they're going to try and lure them back into the underground fissure where they came from and then seal them off. And they get the local, the first military guy that they call in uh, agrees to help with this kind of unofficially before the main, some more people are going to come in and kill the other parent if, unless they can pull this off. So he loans them a couple of demolitions guys that will help them with this. And those guys are up in a helicopter. The plan's mostly working, but there is some some drama. <laughs> you know, some shit goes wrong just to mm-hmm. add to the drama. One of the signals just stops working at one point. And they, well, they it's not that around. it. Well, yeah, it's because Derek cuts the wire with his propeller. And so they lose one of the. Oh, no, that's a that's the second thing that goes wrong. 
At one point, oh. there's just something goes wrong just with the radio device itself. But also mm-hmm. Derek shows up in his boat. And so they're trying to tinker with that to get it to work. But then Derek shows up in his boat and they're worried his propellers are going to cut because they're trailing the speaker out behind them mm-hmm. with a wire. And they're worried that his propeller is going to cut that wire. But before that, the transmitter that's on the boat just starts going on the fritz for no apparent reason. <laughs> just to mm. add some tension and some drama. So Derek shows up and he's just going to kidnap the boy and take the baby monster. And he's like, I'll let him go later. Once uh, I mean, he's just blatantly committing crimes right in front of everybody and thinks this is going to lead to him being rich. But the monster crunches his boat and they they uh, go overboard and presumably all die. Uh, the boy goes overboard at one point. He's the only one on the boat. Derek's the only one on the boat because his friend are one of his friends is at is like at the hospital trying to recover and the other one of his friend he sent out to catch the nine footer and then got slurped up by the big daddy uh yeah whatever it is sea dinosaur but he still thinks but he still thinks this is a good plan after all that yeah yeah uh but at some point the boy goes overboard and his foot gets tangled up in a rope and dad's gonna jump over yeah while his dad is saving him and pulling him back up to the top, even though he's been struggling and he's about to lose air, when he passes the little baby sea <laughs> dinosaur, he still has a little moment and pats his little baby head underwater. Right. And I was like, oh, it's so cute. And it sounded like he said, I love you underwater. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, aren't you about to drown? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, okay. (laughs) People in movies always have way too much air. Way more than they should, I feel like. (laughs) So they managed to not drown, though, and then they set off the explosions, and presumably the creatures are back in their little trench, sealed off. Oh, yeah. And it just ends with them floating. They're just floating there amongst the wreckage. Probably the best part of this movie is, um, well, the baby. Little, I think he names him Casey after a dog he used to have at one point. Mm-hmm. And then, but also yeah, then yeah. he has this moment with his dad where he's like, because the baby, well, he just watched his mother die and Brandon's mom died at some point, you know, before the yeah. movie started. And he's like, yeah. you, he can't like leave his other parent. What if he doesn't have anybody? And then he just starts crying. He's like, don't leave me, dad. Don't <laughs> leave me alone. I can't lose you yeah. and my mother. It's and only... like, it's this like actual real moment, I guess. And then that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's only been about a year, I think, since the mother died. Oh, really? So, yeah, I think he mentions it at some point when he's talking to the doctor lady so uh yeah there it is Uh, yeah there's really not much to it i mean the all of the the monster scenes are all right there are some pretty like cool like things here and there but even that's kind of lame and i mean this is this i feel like this everything happens so quickly and there's really no like meat there's like no substance 
there's really not a lot. It's the best parts are like the little baby monster and some monster roars here and there. Like, oh, cool, a dinosaur. But I mean, it was just pretty lame. It's just, I think it's one of those things where you had to either see it or grow up with it and, or, you know, not. (laughs) Uh, I was just trying to look up Gargantua novel, but I keep getting results for the French book that the word Gargantua comes from. Gargantua Mm. and Pantagruel is a... Five books by uh, Francois Rabelais about a couple of giants that was hmm. published in f- around 1532, which is, that's where the word gargantua and and gargantuan comes from. Let's see. Okay. If, let's see if uh, eBay can be any more help. So, honeybee, what are you gonna rate this movie? Um, I guess I'm gonna say a two. What about you? Uh, yeah, that no, that seems fair. That seems fair. I'm gonna say a two because it would have been a one. Yeah, like I didn't hate it, but it just kind of sucked. And I feel like the baby monster kind of like I enjoyed that and. Our, we did have a Ponchito that was nice, and he was, like, adorable and annoying. And, um, yeah, so two for me. Yep, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that as well. Two stars. Two stars. As we said, you can watch it on eBay. No, on YouTube. Next week, YouTube. Yeah, what am I saying? <laughs> you said eBay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, tell the folks what we're doing next week because it's way more exciting. Well, maybe we are. Bam, 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 I'm, I gotta, bam, 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 I'm not sure bam, about our calendar bam, 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 because by next week, by next week, we might be into our Halloween marathon. Oh, shit. But yeah, I know. Yes, I believe by next week we will be into 31 Days of Horror. Oh, But damn our next bitch. regular episode after that our next regular episode will be Godzilla from 1998 Ah, so excited so that is so freaking excited streaming (laughs) okay Uh, we are looking to line up some special guests for that one but I won't say what until it's actually happened but that should be some extra fun. Let me see if it's streaming anywhere. I know you can, uh, uh, you know, rent it and buy it. Yeah, it looks like it is not officially streaming for free anywhere. But it's on all the things. Prime and Apple and Vudu and Google Play and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, this one is uh, it's controversial. <laughs> There are opinions about I this am about that, uh, so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very I'm very glad that you were excited about it. So, uh this episode's a little short. I think I will add some of our Kaiju Go interviews or at least Ooh, one of yes. them. Yes, 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 yes. 
So let's take a commercial break and then we'll be back with an interview. We are here at Kaiju Go talking with some costume makers. Introduce, introduce yourselves to the, Hi. the audience. Hi, I'm Brandy Pruitt. And I'm Robert Pruitt. And you have constructed this amazing Godzilla. Is this a costume you can get inside of it? it absolutely. I, I don't get inside of it. <laughs> One Robert, could get inside Robert of it. Robert gets inside of it. Yeah, I, I get inside. How hot does it get? Oh, it gets incredibly hot. It's over 100 degrees, I think, today here in Fort Worth. So, yeah, so don't put it on for us. But it's sitting here. So he's going to get in it eventually because there's no telling this man. Well, then we also use the hashtag, it's too hot in Texas to wear a Godzilla suit. So, So, yeah, we're here at Kaiju Go in the theater at the ISIS in downtown, downtown Cowtown. And the costume is here on display and it looks amazing. Thank you. How long did it take you to do this? Uh, off and on, about eight months. You know, you work on it some, get it going good. Sometimes you get mad at it, throw it in a closet for about a month or two, and then come back to it. And you showed us some pictures of uh, different versions, or the was it the evolution of this suit, or different Again, ones you've done? It's pretty yeah. much they're all the separate suits, but it is the, you can see the progression on like how He's you know you, you get these. better over time. Mm. We'll see if we can put a link to their Instagram in the show notes. Uh, well, it looks. <laughs> It looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome. I love the eyes on this one and the teeth. Yes. They're it, like he made this to look like an action figure and mm-hmm. like the way that it photographs is so it looks fake. It like does. it looks like this little bitty guy and then you see it you're like, "Oh. <laughs> okay, he's kind of big." So you've got this suit. What do you do with it? Uh, mostly just conventions and having a good time at the house. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. Just just wearing it around the house, watching the ball game, whatever. Our neighbors love us. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's greatness. Oh, that's amazing. Well, it's absolutely beautiful, and it we is. appreciate you sharing it with everybody here at Kaiju Go. Absolutely. It looks wonderful. Heck yeah. What's it made of from? Uh, it's mostly like polyfoam or upholstery foam, mm-hmm. and then covered with quilt batting and liquid latex. Wow. And a crap ton of hot glue. Oh, yeah, and a ton of hot glue. We so buy that in bulk, too. Do you ever make little uh, models and stomp on them? A few times, but not as often as you would imagine. <laughs> Mostly just boxes, like just to sure. see if it would smash. And then it didn't quite smash like we wanted it to. So we're like, oh, we'll come up with something else. And then we get well, distracted. Like with the something. original actors, you know, you get that, that heartbreaking feeling when you crush like a model. So you're like, oh, you, <laughs> you know, somebody put time and effort into this yeah, and you yeah. just crushed it in a lot seconds. Of work into those original we models. Did. We took the suit to a Lego um, display. We didn't touch anything, but everybody, I could feel the tension. They yeah, were like, yeah, um, I'm like, I promise. We won't touch. We just want some pictures. And he kind of did this like creep behind it and then peek back up. And then that was it. And I was like, we're leaving. And they're like, okay, sorry, you have to to go. Like, it was just so crazy. But at least with Lego, you can put it back together. Exactly. That's true. Exactly. It only took like, you know, 900 hours. (laughs) You're like, but same. Yeah, right. (laughs) We're the same thing. Well, thank you very much for talking with us here today, and enjoy Kaiju Go. I hope, yeah, this, yes, is, this is exciting. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Wow, what a great interview. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, until next time, I have been Precious D. And I have been Honey Bee.
Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. And join us in just, uh, I think, tomorrow for 31 Days of Horror. Yeah, baby. Year three. So we won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Bye. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacano folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.